Amen. Praise God. It's good to have a full house of people. I look back there and see Sister Mary Jeffrey on. Amen. From Amen. It's a long trip from a Catholic girl to a Pentecostal girl. It's a good one, though. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. The way the Lord brought the Flynn's here from Vegas. God bless them. There's just miracles all around. Every pew is full of miracles. Amen. But anyway, I can't testify all night. I got to preach something. First Kings, the 19th chapter, and the first, beginning in the first verse. Amen. Praise God. First Kings 19 and 1. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah saying, So let the little G, the little gods, do to me and more also if I make not thy life as the life of one of them, talking about her little prophets that she loved so much, by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life. For I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baking on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink. And then what do most diabetics do? They lay back down and take a nap. <laughs> Amen. He laid down again, and the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat. Because the journey is too great. Everybody say it's too great. It's too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat 40 days and 40 nights unto Horeb, the mountain of God. This is what the angel said the second time. Arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. Amen. And I want to preach something maybe a little bit contrary Amen. But you'll understand shortly. I simply want to preach this. The journey is not too great. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Amen. I need some prayer warriors in this house to help me right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, touch us in this. Come on, I know it's midweek service, but I need your help to praying right now. I know you're tired. God, would you come down and touch this congregation one more time? Would you let your anointing come down one more time, God? Touch every family and every life and everyone that's down, everyone that's discouraged tonight, God. I pray that you would give them strength in this house. Now as a way of worship, why don't you put your hands together for Jesus? Hallelujah, we praise you, we thank you, we love you, God. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I simply want to preach. Everybody say, the journey is not too great. Amen. The setting of this story is after the showdown on Mount Carmel when the fire fell from heaven on Elijah's sacrifice. And when the fire falls upon Elijah's sacrifice and the fire does not fall upon the sacrifice of the prophets of Baal, then there, then a mutiny happens and people begin to turn and realize that Baal has no power and the power is in the name of Jesus. Amen. Say, how do you know that name was Jesus? I'll tell you how I know the name is Jesus. Because Jesus means Jehovah has become Savior. Man, when you're reading the Old Testament, it talk about God of Israel. It was talking about the Spirit. Everybody say the Spirit. But when you get to the New Testament, that Spirit became flesh, was manifested in the flesh, and we beheld His glory. Hallelujah. That's why in the New Testament they can say that the rock that followed them in the wilderness was Jesus Christ. It wasn't just an old tumbling rock, but it was God moving along and every time they needed something, uh, he was there. He was there all the time. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. So when the fire falls upon Elijah's sacrifice and he sees the opportunity, he has all 400 prophets of Baal killed. And when Jezebel, who happens to be the, the queen of Israel at that time, she, she hated the prophets of God, she hated the God of Israel, she loved Baal, she loved the prophets of Baal, she loved worshiping the groves, the trees, everything in the world except the one that created the world. She worshiped everything else, but she, and she hated a man of God that would stand up and tell the truth. And when she found out Elijah done killed her little false prophets, brother, she gets all worked up. <laughs> I said she gets all worked up. She sends a message to Elijah and says, you know what? By this time tomorrow, I'm going to make sure you're dead just like you killed my prophets. Hallelujah. Take this whole world. Amen. God hath not given us the spirit of fear. We're going to tear the devil's kingdom down. And we ain't worried how he opens his mouth and what he says and how he threatens. And... But anyway, Elijah, after this great miracle, and he gets word that Jezebel wants to kill him. He gets scared and he begins to run for his life. And one good thing about the running part was at least that he ran the right direction. At least he ran from the northern kingdom, which was a bunch of wicked people. And he started heading into Judah. Praise God. You know what Judah means? It means praise. 
Man, when you're worried about something, you shouldn't sit at home and twiddle your thumbs and cry and moan and complain. You ought to just get up and head to Judah. I know where I can find some help. It may look like everything's against me, but I think if I can just get down to the house of God uh, and they start singing those songs of Zion, uh, I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. something about faith. Man, but he's running the right direction, but his heart wasn't right. He was scared. He leaves his servant at Beersheba and he goes another day's journey south and he gets tired and gets weary and he finds a juniper tree and he lays down and and he's ready to give up. Let me tell you, Elijah, one of the greatest men in this Bible, matter of fact, one of the men that never seen death but a chariot of fire come and picked him up and took him to heaven. That was a great man. And that great man had a day where he got down and discouraged uh, and laid up under a juniper tree and said, uh, it's enough. But let me tell you, it ain't enough until God says it's enough. Hey, you may be down on you, but God ain't down on you yet. You may, Boy, I feel like shouting right now. Long after people give up on their own self, God is still pulling on them. God is still working on them. Say, come on. Come on. Hallelujah. He's having a bad day, and he said, you know what? You can just have my life, God. It's enough. He lays down, and he goes to sleep. And in this sleep, something amazing happens. An angel comes and touches him and says, arise and eat. In other words, get up out of your depression. Pick your head up, Elijah. Get up off your bed of depression. Praise God. Sit up. Wake up. Is anybody asleep? Y'all, they all looking at me. Praise God. That was just a wake-up call. Praise God. Every now and then the rooster comes out in me. Praise God. The angel says, wake up and eat. He wakes up and looks. After this long journey, running like a chicken, the angel done come and built a fire. Got some red coals and put some ingredients together. Where'd they come from? Probably straight from heaven. Put some ingredients together and started baking the man a cake. Put a big old cruise of water up by his head and said, get up. It's time to eat and it's time to drink. And he gets up, praise God. I got a miracle today. I got a miracle today. And he starts eating and he starts drinking. Praise the Lord. Then he lays back down and goes to sleep. I'm telling you, there's some miracles that ain't going to happen with one meal. 
real. It's getting kind of quiet in the house right now. I'm so thankful you spoke in tongues back in 1947. It thrills me that it happened. But since then, what has happened? And he lays back down in the same condition. It goes back to sleep under the same old depressed tree. You ever seen one of those juniper depressing looking trees? Praise God. He lays there and goes back to sleep and the angel wakes him up again. Says, get up. Eat and drink. Praise the Lord. What is all this about, angel, my Lord? Let me tell you why. This is what the angel tells him. He said, because the journey is too great for thee. I begin to think about if God, if you began your walk with God and God were to show you every trial that you would go through from the time you got the Holy Ghost until the time you were raptured out or they laid you in the ground, you would stress out. You would have a heart attack problem. Let me tell you what happens. Life is few days and full of trouble. You can't change the Bible. You can't live your life saying, God, uh, would you make math a little bit easier? What you need to do is get up and get good at math. When you get good at math, it's not a math problem anymore. You can't live your life saying, God, would you make the journey easy for me? What you need to do is say, God, help me be strong enough uh, to walk the path you want me to walk. Come on, get it. Come on, God's people aren't supposed to be cowards. Uh, We're not supposed to be lazy. Uh, We're supposed to be warriors. Uh, More. More than conquerors. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, It worries me when people, man, they're they're always, like their whole prayer is, God, make my life so simple. God, uh, I I can't deal with all this. You got to get rid of all this drama out of my life. He tell you how he's going to get the drama out of your life is the day you lay down flat or the day the trumpet blows and you get raptured out. Amen. Don't, don't waste God's time trying to get him to make your life easy. Why don't you say, God, why don't you make a man out of me? Don't you love testimony service when people tell great stories? Man, I was down and I was out and this was happening and I went to the church and I got on my face and started praying and this thing fell on that side and that fell on that side and God provided and everybody's going. 
good stuff. Do you know how that testimony happened? Somebody had a rough journey. And along the journey of life, they ran into some trials. They ran into some family problems, some financial problems, some health problems, maybe some IRS problems, maybe some marital problems. That's what life is. Amen. But the people that know what to do know how to get on an altar and get a word from... Boy, I feel like stomping the devil tonight. I want to make some prayer warriors out of this church. Conquerors out of this church. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Come on, pray for a moment. By the authority of the name of Jesus. Let strength come. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The second time he's awakened and the angel says, eat and drink. The Bible says on the second time, strength came to him. That tells me there's some things, amen, you're going to have to keep on coming back. Come on, Benny Hinn don't work here. Jesus works here. Amen, there's some things you're just going to have to go back to the altar again. There's some things you're going to have to get another drink. Devil, you're a liar. There's sometimes you're going to have to hear the same word preached over and over and over. You may have heard it your whole life, but there's going to be one time it's going to click and you're going to feel strength and you're going to get up. Oh, come on, let's love him together right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, the second time the angel wakes him up, he says that, you got to eat and drink because the journey's too great for thee. Amen. And I don't want to go against the angel, but I'm, I'm going to tell you the whole story. The journey is not too great for you. But you got to eat and you got to drink. The journey is too great for you when you're starving to death spiritually. It might get quiet before it gets loud. The journey is going to be too hard for you uh, if your belly's empty uh, and your heart's empty uh, and your soul is empty. It will be too great for you. uh. So what worries me? What worries me about some people that get connected and then there's other people that don't get connected. (laughs) well hallelujah you know what I I want every nourishment that God has for me I want there's a reason God wants to 
give you a Holy Ghost breakthrough on a Wednesday night. You say, well, I think it ought to be, you know, real reserved in a real quiet little Bible study. I like real loud Bible studies. What we're having right now is a high octane Bible study. Hey, man, we're studying the Bible. There's a reason on Wednesday night God wants the Holy Ghost to come down on you because he sees the journey. Hey. Don't you know that God knows the future as well as he knows the past? Knows what you have need of. Knows what words you need. He knows when you need a double portion. Praise God. He knows when you can get a little meal and he knows when you need a big meal. Because he knows what's in front of you. And Elijah was looking at a 40-day walk to Mount Horeb. And God knew what he was going to need on that journey. So he kept on shaking him, saying, get up. Get up. Get up. Lift your hands again, Elijah. Pray through again, Elijah. Hallelujah. Journey is not too great for people that are eating and drinking. The people that fall along the way are the ones that never tap in. I grew up in church. Been in around church my whole life, just about. And I always watched people that were consistent in prayer, consistent in worship. They made their kids go to Sunday school. I didn't have no choice. I told my mom I didn't want to go to Sunday school. She'd have laughed. Right before she pinched me. If I'd have said, Mom, I'm... I'm not singing in that youth choir. Mommy, you know I can't sing. I'm the only boy that can't sing, and you know that. It don't matter. If there's a youth choir, you're going to be in the choir. You know what my mom was doing? She was making sure wherever the food was coming down, her boy was right there in the middle of it. Wherever the glory spout was coming down, my boy's going to be right there in the middle of it. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to preach the journey is not too great. It's not too great. Life is not too hard. Trials are not too hot. Furnaces are not Lions are not too mean. Praise God. Well, it depends, right? It depends. Because when Daniel gets thrown in, he just sits there all night long till they come and pick him up. But when his accusers get thrown in there, 
chomp, chomp. The journey's too hard for gossipers. The journey is too hard for troublemakers. But not for Daniels. Not for people that's got a made up mind. Three times a day I'm gonna pray for the you. Whether they pass a law or not, I'm going. I'm gonna open my window toward Jerusalem. Praise God. You, you need to quit worrying about the law. Everything the law says right is not right. Just because the law says something is legal don't mean it's moral in God's eyes. You need to get into this law. This needs to be your law. Forget about the... Well, I got to preach a while. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Life's not too hard. We're just sometimes too weak. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I wish y'all could see some of the looks I'm getting right now. Life ain't too hard. Sometimes we just get too weak. The trial ain't too hot. It's just sometimes we get too weak. Amen. From the youngest to the oldest. From the least to the greatest. If the angel had to shake Elijah and say, wake up, son. Don't you know we need to get woke up sometimes? Wake up, Calvary. Wake up, young married couples. Wake up, young people. Wake up, people that's on your last mile. Wake up, church. It's time to get some more nourishment tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, let's love Jesus for a moment. Hallelujah. 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 Man, life is only too hard if you're trying to do it by yourself. The journey is only too hard if you're trying to do it on your own strength. Amen. You wonder why I harp on people. You need to be in God's house more than you need an extra $20. $20 won't get you a few gallons of gas. But one meal from Jesus could give you enough strength to fight every devil in hell that would come against you. One Hallelujah. When you look backwards over your life, look backwards and you'll see severe things that you went through, trials you went through in your past that was so awful. And when you look 
you can see what carried you through. Well, honest people will. You'll see how God carried you through every trial. When it looked like you were all alone, when you look back and you can see 2020 now, you realize it was God walking right beside you. It was a church service one night. You don't even remember what was preached maybe, but you just felt something in your spirit and you lifted your hands and something broke. Y'all ever experienced what I've experienced? Amen. There's things I struggled with. Even after I got the Holy Ghost, I, I struggled with, I wasn't a bad guy, but I was an idolater in that book. Pretty hard on idolatry. But I was an idolater and, and I struggled with it. And one day I was... Uh, I prayed and prayed and prayed and then it was like one day like God just dealt with me personally. Like he gave me strength one day. Of course he made me realize I was an idiot. That helped also. It's the Razorbacks and the Ole Miss Rebels playing football and they went into overtime and then they went into another overtime and then another overtime and another and I'm sitting there hyperventilating because my idol would look like they was going to win then it looked like they were going to lose and that's why I started serving God because I don't like losing but I remember on the sixth overtime it was like a voice come down where I was at and said if you're going to live for me, you're going to have to stop this. You know what I felt? All of a sudden, I'd never felt it in my life. I felt strength. And I got up, and it's like God took it away. Hey, it's a long journey from a 20-something-year-old boy to the end of his life. But if you let God feed you, he'll strengthen you to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. Amen. Man, God help us. I've seen how God's hand, God feeding me through the word of God and through the worship. And 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 so many times I would get strengthened and it would just help me go another mile. You know what I was doing here this morning praying? I was getting some strength to go on for another service. I was saying, God, if you'll anoint me one more time tonight. uh, You know what I feel right now? I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost backing me up. Uh, Amen. You know what some people need in this church? You just need to open your mouth and let God fill you with strength tonight. Let holy way. God, you're the only one that can do it. Man. Spiritual strength. 
comes from one touch from God is so amazing. Strength comes from one Holy Ghost breakthrough. So amazing. The healing power comes from one touch of God. So amazing. I've watched people instantly healed by the power of God. You know what God was doing when God heals somebody? You know what God's doing? He's giving you strength. And I always felt so young. I I was always the youngest one in my class because back in the day, my birthday was September 29th. So I was four and my mama sent me to school. That's what happens when you have six kids. As soon as you can get them to school, you send them. So I, I was always the youngest one in my class. And then uh, I started working the post office. I was the youngest one doing the, the, the carrying the mail, and then then I became the, I was the youngest one in maintenance, and I was a, and I always been the youngest one. And all of a sudden, I look around, I'm thinking, Lord, I'm one of the oldest ones. I don't know how this happened. In just a few days, and it just happens. You go from y'all remember the feeling of being the youngest one, and or, did y'all ever feel that? And then all of a sudden, look around, my Lord. He's God. So last November, I, I got a cold of some kind. It may have started with another C. I'm not sure. And, uh, and I didn't have no strength. It was like I, I, didn't, I didn't have the strength to even pray. I never felt this in my life. And I would try, I'd come and I'd try to pray, and it was just like I was lifeless. And... A few days later, you know, I got to feeling bet- a little bit better, and then I got to feeling it again. I got sick again. I was like, what on earth? And, and I just, and this happened, like, it seemed like all of November, maybe part of December. And I thought, God, I know how people that don't feel good, I know how they feel now. I feel like I can't even pray right now. I think I preached a message about it, like a sympathy message. I'm sorry for telling everybody. <laughs> Amen. Maybe it's God whipping me. It's all right. It, it was like it went on week after week, and I, I had no energy hardly to even pray. And finally, I said, God, you're going to have to give me some strength. I can't even pray. Praise God. And I got to thinking, you know why God heals people? Do you really want to be healed? Do you really want to feel better? I don't know why I'm preaching this. I'm just preaching. I think God healed my body. It was like it just happened almost immediately. And then I remembered what I said. God, if you'll just heal me, I'm going to pray more than anybody in this church. Praise God. God, if you'll heal me, I'm going to shout across this platform. God, if you'll, make, if you'll just give me strength, I'll run the aisles. You know what? God gave me strength like I was one of the young ones again. Not the youngest. Just... You know, I, I make it a point every service. I'm, I'm going to praise God. I'm going to try to jump at least a few times. I'm going to try to stump the devil a few times just because I feel good. And God's healed me and give me strength. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Praise God. There will be some deal making going on right now. Praise God. Kind of quiet here. There'll be some deal making going on right now. God, if you heal me, I'll run the aisles. Everybody's looking down, looking at the kid. Is my shoe untied? Let's see. God, if you give me some strength, I'd start shouting. Praise God. I was praying that God, if you make this crown thing fit right, if you make it work, I'm going to holler tonight. Man, I was teaching Bible study last night, and I could feel my heart beating in my tooth. I was thinking, you lying devil. So I told God this morning, I gotta, you got to touch me. If you'll touch me, I'll be the wildest one in the room tonight. I'll praise you. I told him I'll praise you. I'll lift up my voice. Give me strength, God. And I'll do it. There'll be somebody lifting your voice right now. He says, spare not, cry aloud. Praise God. Seeing some people looking at all those young kneecaps running. <laughs> Saying, God, if you touch my knee, I'd do the same thing. God, do it. <laughs> Prove them, God. <laughs> Sister Pate, if God had touched your knee, will you run the aisles? In Jesus' name, God, let healing virtue flow right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, reach your hand back toward her right now. God, you're my helper. God, you're my strength. Boy, I feel power coming into this house right now. Lift up your voice to Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Telling you one touch from God, you'll be able to do things you never dreamed of. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I'll tell you a little story. They may be listening tonight. I don't know. Sister Peggy Obar, she came from a a real low octane church. Just say it like that. She came with her husband one time. She looked. 
She said there was people jumping everywhere and shouting. She told her husband, she said, I'll never be like those people. <laughs> Praise God. Let me tell you one touch of the Holy Ghost. It'll take you decades back. Hey, I'm not just I'm not just trying to prime you up. I'm trying to let you live in the privilege God wants you to live in. A man named Moses said he went up on the mountain with God, and the Bible said he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. Listen to this. He didn't either eat bread nor drink water. And he wrote upon the tables the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. I begin to look up today. How long can you live without water? Praise God. And it ain't very long. He said somewhere between two and four days, your organs will begin to shut down. And when your organs shut down, you shut down. But Moses went up on the mountain with God and he got some spiritual drink you can't get down in a water fountain. I said he got something you can't get downtown. Uh, He got some of that anointing of God upon him. Uh, When he got in the presence of God, he went on and on and on. Come on, church. All you need is God to give you strength. Everybody say one touch. 40 days of no water, no food, that's enough to kill anybody. Except God says, come up on the mountain with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some people can't make it to a church service without getting a dream. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. We could, though. Amen. Praise God. Growing up, I, I, I could go. We knew how to go without getting a drink. We went before church. Hallelujah. What a thought. Going before church to get a drink. And waiting until after church to go get another drink. Amen. It's just them pinchers would come out and you thought, you know what, I'm really not that thirsty. I really just want to go play with my friends. Praise God. One touch from God. Him getting you up out of from underneath the juniper tree one time, saying, Drink, eat, come on. I want you to be strong. One touch from God could change everything in your life. You know what I say? When it's prayer time, just join us in prayer. What are you doing trying to see how many people you get to come to church and pray? 
No, I'm trying to see how many people I can get for God to give you something to eat and something to drink. I'm trying to see how many people's going to make it all the way and who's going to fall out along the way. You got to get up. You got to get up and get something from God. When it's worship time, just join us. Praise God. If you can't run like these boys are running a while ago, maybe you could just move your elbows like you were. And unless your elbow is messed up. <laughs> Praise God. Man. Let me do your head like that. Praise God. God knows. Amen. Hallelujah. What about this Monday night prayer meeting? Let me tell you something. Monday night prayer meeting is as close to heaven as you'll ever see anything. Because it's going to be a bunch of people. Now, people have told me before, well, I can't really pray when there's other people around. So what I say is, you're not a good candidate to go to heaven. You are. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be offensive. But if you can't learn how to pray with other people that are praying, heaven's going to be miserable for you. Because there's going to be millions of people. Praying. There'll be millions of people singing. There'll be a big old choir. People bowing down and well, I just get distracted when there's just a bunch of people. Well, you're going to struggle in heaven then. Can you imagine? I, I was just thinking about what, what I'm going to do after what God brought me out of and he filled me with the Holy Ghost when I didn't deserve it. When I walked through that gate, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a wild man. If I've got a new body, which the Bible says I will, I'm going to do some cartwheels, some jumping jacks. I'm going to run around the whole lake. I'm going to run all the way down the street of gold and run all the way back. God strengthened your people today. And I get so sad when I see people that are discouraged and, and they say it's just the journey's too hard. I want to tell you the journey's not too hard. It's just we get too weak. When we don't get what God has for us we get weak and a little old Maybelline Jezebel queen sister Maybelline could ruin your life if you're weak enough praise God well this is good preaching right here sister Maybelline could scare you to death when you're weak. 
But if you'll listen to what God, the messenger the, that God's sending, get up. If you'll just get up and get one more drink. If you'll get up and eat one more time. If you'll go back down to the altar one more time. One of these times you're not going to feel weak anymore. You're, you're going to go from feeling like you're beat up by the devil to feeling like you're more than a conqueror. But the key is you got to get up and you got to eat and you got to drink. Hallelujah. I heard people say, there's this, I, you know, I've tried, I just can't. It's just impossible, I can't do that. I just, the journey's too hard. This is a scripture the Lord gave me today. It says, wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus means I'm not looking at my problems. I'm not looking at Sister Maybelline. I'm looking unto Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher of our faith. I'm telling there is a cloud of witnesses that's already going on before us that are telling us right now, you can go the journey. You can make it. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. I want to ask you something. I want to ask you something. There may be some newer people. I, I don't, anyway. I want, to, I want to ask, do you know somebody that was old time, Acts 2.38? And they loved holiness. And they prayed when everything was against them. And they went all the way through their life and they were victorious. And when God called them home, they finished the journey. Does anybody in this church know anybody that finished the journey victorious? If you know somebody that made it all the way through the journey and they were victorious, don't you think the same God that helped them through, the same God that picked them up and fed them, don't you know that same God will carry you all the way through? Devil, you're a liar. Devil, you're a liar. Stand together with me. Lift your hands to the Lord. Tell you it's not the journey. It's not the things along the way that's going to 
mess you up. If you don't make it, it'll be because you didn't have the nourishment to make it all the way. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm talking about tonight? You, you won't be able to blame it on life if you fall out. You know what God's going to say? You had plenty of opportunities to get strength. You know what this is right now? I'm quitting two minutes early on purpose. So I want to give everybody in this church an opportunity one more time to touch God. Somebody that's been needing strength to overcome something or somebody been needing strength to help them through a trial. Come on. You got to get up, Elijah. The journey is not too great. You're just too hungry. You're too empty. Come on, there's a satisfying spirit in this place. There's a strengthening spirit. Come on, all journeys are different. Everyone's journey is different. But the solution is all the same. The answer is all the same. It all comes from God. Come on, church. I feel a special strength God's wanting to give to somebody tonight. Come on, church. I want you to not worry about anybody else around you. I want you to focus on God. I want you to let God feed you right now. He said, I am the bread. Let him feel your thirst. He said, I am the fountain of living water. Come on, if you'll just push your way through. Strength's going to come. Strength's going to come. Come on, all across the house. Come on, just focus on God right now. Help me, God. Strengthen me, God. You know what's ahead of me, God. You know the paths I'm going to take. Give me the strength. Give me the strength, oh God.